step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, The Reality Coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturday for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors preachers and artists and we're going to get it in to be announced you can also catch us on live 365 24 7 just search the thomas voice radio network and you're in there walk with us family let's go at javina distributing we got your covering for your winter and summer needs one size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, 
body and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority, living life without apology. It's not wrong, dear. I belong here. So you might as well get used to me. Well, well, I won't say me, but God gave it to me. Um, 
But before I get into that, let me introduce who I am. All of you know by now, I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds in order to transform lives. Let me pray for quickly before I get into today's show because it is definitely going to be a hot topic. So you guys, hey, let's get let's get ready to, as they say, rumble. Okay. Well, let me pray real quickly. Heavenly Father, our Father, thank you for giving me one more opportunity to speak to your people. I pray that you use me in the manner in which you choose to use me and remove me out of the way. And, Lord, I ask that anyone that's on the show that has something to say, I ask that you not let any of us say anything that is not of you and that does not give you the glory. It is in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen and amen. Okay, you guys, let me tell you. Okay, so I am in the store. And I'm at Walmart, in the store at Walmart. I'm doing what I do. I'm shopping, and I'm always bubbly. You know, I I feel like I'm someone that people, you know, can enjoy seeing. In spite of the mask, I still try to make sure that my smile reaches my eyes so that way people can still have someone happy in their presence. You don't know what people are going through. And, and, And I want you all to know that a smile can go a long way. And now that has been taken. You don't know what people are going through. A smile can go a long way. And now you can't even see the smile on people. So, hey, everybody, try to make sure that your smile reaches your eyes. Or even give a nod when you see people. Nod, anything, because they can't see the expression on your face, your facial expressions anymore. So we got to find some body language or something. But anyway, let me get to the reason why I came up with the topic. Y'all, I know that there's noise in the background, but forgive me. I'm trying to get some things straightened, so forgive the noise. Um, so anyway, I am... I am in Walmart, and I'm shopping, and of course it's crowded. It's a Saturday, and I'm in the store looking and browsing, you know, trying to get what I need to get. So I happened to go on an aisle that was really, really, really crowded. So everybody's accustomed to going, you know, the two-way street now. We're doing the two-way in the lanes in the store. So I am in the store. I'm shopping. And all of a sudden, I am blocked. I'm blocked. I can't get by. I cannot go around, and I cannot go backwards. So I'm just stuck. So in front of me, there's an older lady, a woman who has an oxygen tank on her side. And so me, being who I am, always the bubbly person, I'm in the background saying, excuse me, ma'am, because she's holding everyone else up. And I'm directly in behind her, so I am basically the controller at this time. So I say, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, dear, sweetheart, excuse me, honey. Yeah, she couldn't hear me. She didn't hear nothing I said. So I'm like, well, maybe she can't hear. Uh, Maybe something's going on. Y'all know I have a problem in the store. So some reason people act like they can't hear me, or they just feel like, oh, let's just go after Dorothy today. And she says she's someone that God is using. Let's see if we can just trigger her. But I don't know if that's the case, but that's what it feels like. You know, we all feel that way sometimes. So needless to say, I step towards her, and I lower my mask down because I'm thinking she can't hear me because my sound has been muffled by the mask covering my mouth. So I say to her, I lean forward, and I say to her, excuse me, 
Oh, my Lord, y'all. You would have thought that she had seen Satan himself. Satan himself. Oh, oh now, remember, she couldn't really move, y'all, when I was telling her, and she couldn't hear me. But as soon as I stepped still within distance, the six, six feet distance from her, she goes, oh, my God, oh, 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 my in the world? I'm like, okay, surely this little woman who just couldn't hear anything that I said couldn't even see me because she wouldn't turn around and look at me. But all of a sudden, when I take my mask off and I step towards her a little closer so she can hear me clearly, I don't even take my mask off. I kind of lower it down because I know people are a little afraid now. So, you you know, I'm trying to be cognizant and, and mindful of other people's situation. And plus, I see that she's elderly and she's got an oxygen tank on her. So I'm like, honey, I'm like, wait, sweetheart, it's not that serious. You're going to have a heart attack right here in the store. I mean, I, I, I said everything I could to get your attention while I was behind you, and you didn't give me your undivided attention, so I thought maybe you couldn't hear me. Oh, oh, just I'm telling you, she could have got a stage. I mean, I, an Oscar, an Emmy, a Grammy, whatever, whatever award, if it was one, she should have gotten it at that moment. So anyway, I'm looking at her, and I'm just in, I, I'm trying to keep my cool, you know, because I can go off real quickly. So I'm trying to keep my cool because she done made, she, she done made the reality coach match out. Now, you know it don't take much to make folks mad, especially when you'd have been kind and you'd have been oh, real no. nice and you'd have been sweet. And, and and saying, excuse me, excuse me, darling, excuse me, sweetheart. I was saying all the cute stuff to get her attention. She couldn't hear me. But all of a sudden, when I take my mask down, not even drawing it down on my face, just moving it out where my mouth is still covered, and I say, excuse me, oh, all of a sudden, oh, 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 no, 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 no. So I'm upset at this point. Now, I have to call on Jesus and all the disciples, including the Apostle Paul, because I'm really ready to tell her a thing or two. Because for one, you didn't hear the sweet voice of God in behind you. Because I got love in my heart for everybody. I'm trying to be considered. So I'm back there saying, excuse me, sweetheart. Excuse me, darling. Honey, you know, using all my good manners that my mother taught me to use towards elderly. She didn't hear that. But, oh, when she sees what she thought was Satan. COVID-19. Everybody don't have COVID-19. So don't be treating people like that, especially someone that look as healthy as me. Y'all know I'm sick. I'm sick in the hip, and I'm looking real good, and I'm chirpy and happy, and I ain't got no slowness in my bones, so I'm moving happy-go-lucky. So it ain't like I look like I was sick. I ain't had nothing. So needless to say, I'm, I'm perturbed, and I want to say something to her, but I have to remember that when you or someone is doing something for Christ, you're going to always be tried and tested. So you have to remain true to what you know is right to do. In spite of the ignorance of people and in spite of the, the fear that people are walking around in, you have to still maintain your composure as a representative of Christ. Because as the flyer says, People can tell the tree that you are by the fruit that you're bearing, not what you're wearing. Now, what got me is, y'all, 
I now I've gotten around her because I I went on around and shot past and like uh I was going after like I was uh youth on boat sister because I mean I'm with this bug and I'm just getting on past her because I wanted her to calm down because I'm looking at her oxygen tank shaking she's shaking and she running and she jumping and she I'm like oh my lord she's working my nerves but I didn't want to work her nerves so I can handle it because I don't have an oxygen tank so Christian people in this time in this dire time of what's going on. When you know that you're dealing with someone who is fragile and who is living in a state of fear, you have to take the high road. You have to turn the other cheek at this point and do what you must do to make people feel comfortable because guess what? God is watching you. You don't worry about man. Worry about what God sees you doing because I've got to remember God is in me, not on me. Now, y'all, now, after I pass, so guess what I see? On her man. On a mash y'all, she got a big old heart on one cheek with the red on this side. And then on the other side, she had a nerve to have my love Jesus. Now, y'all, I'm I'm in astonishment because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. So I know that, first of all, she in there shopping. So she ain't got to beg for no bread. And then I think she's in there righteously because obviously she wasn't afraid or she shouldn't. She didn't appear to be afraid because she knew when she left the house she had an oxygen tank. So I'm thinking, according to the scriptures, God has not given us the spirit of fear but a sound mind. So I'm trying to, I'm confused. I'm confused. Matter of fact, I'm going to do like some of these young kids do. I'm confused, did. I'm confused, and it did confuse me. So I'm looking like, okay, wait a minute. You got I love Jesus on your cheek, on your mask, underneath, on top of your oxygen mask. So you double insulated or double protected. She's got gloves on. So I'm looking at her, and I'm like, hmm, I'm having difficulties with this woman. So I turn to her and I say, you know what? I have a problem with people who say they represent Christ in a crisis. And when something happens, all of a sudden Jesus is put to the side and fear overtakes them. I said, ma'am, first of all, if you know who I know and you're doing what God has called you to do, you're going to be all right because you got the lamb's blood all around you. He's put a hedge of protection in front of you. You got on an oxygen mask and another mask on top of that. So God has you covered, and I got the lamb's blood all over me, so I'm not walking in fear. Now, I'm not going to deliberately walk into COVID-19, but if I do happen to run into somebody that has it, I'm not going to claim it. But if I do get it, I know God has got me, and that is just what God meant to happen with me at that moment in my life, and he's going to take care of me. So be it, because I don't know how I'm going to leave here. This is what I'm telling her. You don't know how you're going to leave here. It could be COVID. It could be it could be a car. It could be a shooting. There are so many people have left here in a different way than they expected. Some people leave in their sleep. They don't even know they're going. They're gone. Cancer. So many things that can take you at a blink of an eye, and you're worried about something that you can't even see. So needless to say, I'm telling her all of this, and she's just looking at me like, I'm crazy. 
like something's wrong with me. But you the one saying you love Jesus. I love Jesus. So I'm sitting up here displaying Jesus' love in spite of how you just treated me and how you just handled me and treated me like I had the plague and had everybody looking at me. Like I done, like I got COVID, COVID on me. And I'm getting ready to pass it to everybody in there that I pass by. And then, you know, people get nervous when they see elderly people going through something. So quite naturally, people started looking at me like I had stole her purse. And I'm looking at them like she stole me. She stole my little happy moment. I was trying to be nice. So we did stole from me. So I'm a little offended. And so needless to say, I, I, I go on around and I tell her, well, ma'am, let me tell you, you don't know. But you got to be careful how you treat people because you don't know you might be in the presence of an angel and, and, and don't even know it. That stranger may be the angel that God sent to you. I said, ma'am, let me tell you what I do know. The heart that I have and the God that I serve, my heart is so big, I would have told you, ma'am, go sit up front. Give me your list. I'll go get your groceries for you. And when it's time to pay, I will sit right there and find a way to make sure that you're comfortable with giving your money or walk you to the counter and make sure nobody is around you. Whatever it takes to make you feel safe, because that's the God that's in me. That's how Christians operate. We don't walk in the spirit of fear, not like that. No, 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 no. Not the, not the two Christians before COVID-19. And I don't know how people can turn their Christianity on and off like a light switch. Faith, faith. So anyway, I said to her, I said, now, ma'am, mind you, if you are that afraid of someone walking past you without a mask on, perhaps do you have someone that you can do that can do your grocery shopping for you? Y'all know she ain't want to talk to me, right? I'm still trying to be, do my Christian, be a Christian and be faithful to God and do what I know God would have me to do. Because guess what? If that was my mother or my grandmother or someone that I love standing in the store that's trying to get some groceries and they got an oxygen tank on, first of all, they wouldn't have to be there because I would already be doing it. So you guys, those of you that have elderly people out here that need, that need assistance, help them. You know they're scared, and they have a right to be. But let me tell you, when you love God and you can move like she was moving, something ain't right. Because she wasn't so sick that she couldn't show out and cry out for attention. And I want to tell her so bad, honey, you don't have to do all that to get attention. I know people see you with this oxygen tank on, and they and, 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 and they see, and they're very mindful of your situation. But I didn't go into all that, but I just told her, I said, well, are you almost done shopping? She's still not talking to y'all. I'm still trying to be kind. And so all that popped into my mind at that point in time, you've done enough. Go on, sweetheart. First Corinthians 11.38 in the New Living Translation states, if a man going to be ignorant, let them be ignorant. And in Nahum, it tells you to shake the dust from your feet and move on. So, y'all, that's what I did. I kicked my heels up and went on about my business and said, well, Lord, bless her. But I just then, I said, well, Lord, I don't understand how Christian people are handling themselves this way when they read your Bible and your word says that you will take care of us. It tells us to fret not. It tells us to put on the whole arm of God. 
It tells us don't trust nobody. Don't trust the trust in, it tells us trust in the Lord with all your heart. It tells us to humble ourselves. He's given us so many instructions for a time such as this. But y'all, what's the problem? COVID nineteen Christians. COVID nineteen Christians. What is the issue? I'm having difficulties. I'm having real serious difficulties with the faith of God's people. And y'all, we got to stand up or we're going to get stood on. Do you not see how it's going? Do you not see? We got God, die hard folks, die hard Christians before COVID 19. Swear that the Lord is the best thing since sliced bread and pickles in a bucket or a wine can or whatever you used to love your favorite fruit, chocolate cake, apple pie. But when a crisis happens, we get all shook up and start shaking up things. We shook up the shake up. Do y'all not see how Satan is doing us? He's shaking us up. He's, he's got us shook up, and now we just shaking up everything. We done put the King James down. We done put the New Living Translation down. We done put the Message Bible down, the NIV, the Amplified, the Quran, whatever we want, whatever your God is that you serve, you done threw him to the the curve for COVID-19. That is a mess. That is not right. Now, I have some guests on here. Y'all know me. I can get going and talk about it. But you know, I don't have a problem being wrong. I don't have a problem being wrong. But I am telling you, I am so tired of the COVID-19 Christians. I see per- I see people arguing in the streets or expressing themselves in the streets. But right in front of the church. But ain't nobody going in the church to pray. That's not right. Something's wrong with that, people. Something is wrong with that. I don't understand it. How are you going to be in front of God's house after trying to prove a point to somebody that obviously don't know the same God that you know? But according to your faith, you should be able to leave them standing there, go in there and pray. Matter of fact, you ain't even got to go inside them. You could have kneeled down right there in front of them. And started praying and watch God work. People got to see the power of God now, people. Come on now. God's people, people got to see us doing what he's taught us to do. Pray without ceasing. And I know sometimes it's hard. It is so hard to pray sometimes, y'all. It is, it is, especially when, you know, somebody messing with you. But we got to. Now we're being tested. We are being tested beyond measure. Tested beyond me. Satan has got his hands on everybody, and he's doing everything he can to destroy the body of Christ. And those that are real believers, y'all come on now. We got to do something. Let me, let me, let me stop off my soapbox because I'm sure I got somebody want to say something. And y'all, I don't mind being corrected if I'm wrong about the COVID-19 Christians. I'm sorry, and I don't mind being corrected. Help me now. Somebody help. If I'm wrong, I know some of y'all have seen what I see out here. These people that have been serving God for for 50 years, love the Lord with all their heart, he'll make a way, rocking back and forth and saying how good God is and just, oh, my Lord, he's so wonderful. He says, oh, my God, we'll make a way and all of this. I know, you know, all that song, all that, I'm happy. If you're happy, sing along with me, all of that. But when it comes to COVID-19, all that goes away with the Christians today. 
I'm having difficulty. Let me see if somebody's on the line. Chris, do we? I, I know Holly's there. Holly, can you can you hear me? I can hear you, and I I do have something to say whenever you're ready. Oh, go right ahead, Holly. Go right. Oh, okay. Let me introduce you guys. You guys, this is Holly. I call her Holly. Uh, Holly Star, because she is so instrumental in helping me express myself differently. Because we have to work together. She is white, and I am black. And sometimes I've said some things that she doesn't quite understand. So she kind of helps balance me out because sometimes I'm trying to make sure everybody gets the point that I'm trying to make. So she helped me out, and I thank you, Holly, for doing it. And I have, and I know, I hope Miss Firecracker is out here today. I don't know if Miss Firecracker is out here, but I'm going to see. But anyway, Holly, go ahead and say what you were going to say, and thank you. Okay. Thank you. And you sure are looking pretty today, and I agree with you. You do not have one ounce of corona look on your face or your body. You look beautiful tonight. Um, thank you. The only the only thing I do want to say, and we were briefly talking about this earlier today, um, when I said, you know, I'm not afraid for myself because it's a win-win situation. God knows, and you, you commented, God already knows how we are coming home to him. He's already mm-hmm. predated, preplanned. It's already written in the book how we're, how we're going to go home. We don't know that, though. And sometimes, and I'm, I'm not taking this other lady's side. I'm just going to shine a little outlook on it because I wasn't there. Uh, for me, it would be in a win-win situation because I do know where I'm going. But we don't know what that woman was going through today. And I know Matthew 7 says, judge not, that ye be not judged. So before we get too angry at her, I think she did act inappropriately for sure. But maybe since she's wearing oxygen, maybe she has a health condition. Maybe she didn't have someone to go shop with her. Maybe she was having a really bad day and um, she was embarrassed. I, I, I just don't know. It was really inappropriate of her to make you, uh, to make her seem like she was scared of you or anything other than oh i'm sorry she said i'm sorry she should have apologized and moved back but um on that note it is scary out there right now you've got people wanting to wear masks and fighting for that right to wear masks you've got companies saying you cannot enter here without a mask and then you've got our own city people sitting in meetings that refuse to wear a mask with 20 other people in the room and they're fighting for the right not to wear a mask so it's and I, I find myself getting just as angry and offended at that particular act of someone refusing to wear a mask. So it, it's a hard situation. All I'm saying is maybe, um, you know, you went above and beyond, and probably the only thing that you didn't say to her is, ma'am, I'll pray for you. But you didn't need to do that. You could, don't have to tell her you're doing that. Um, I'd like us to pray for I her tonight, though, because – I would like to pray for her tonight and and, um, and just say that, you know, on times when I have a slightly opposing view, you know, I love you and uh, I'm just here to shine a little light and a little, sometimes a little bit different viewpoint, but I do see uh, your point completely. Well, you know, Holly, I thank you for that, and, and I didn't, and you are right, I should have offered to pray for her, but I was so busy trying to get her to understand that I wasn't there to harm her. I was there trying to, you know, just get around her. But you are right, and that is one thing 
that we as believers, we do have to remember to always pray for people in spite of how they may be conducting themselves. And you are absolutely right. I try my best to handle it the way I the way I would want people to treat my mother or my um, grandmother or whomever or anybody for that matter. Did you say she was elderly? Yeah, she she looked to be about uh, maybe about sixty, seventy. I I don't know. I just know. Well, you know, she didn't. Let look me tell like you. Uh-huh. Let me say this. My own mother is seventy nine years old, and she lives right here in my town. Um, and I hope she's not hearing this, but if she does, so be it. Um, in her older age, she is acting more childish and, in my opinion, immature as uh, rea- in reactions uh, such as that in the grocery store. I find that the older she gets, I am shocked by her actions and reactions. And I saw that in my grandmother before she passed, and I saw it in and my dad before he passed, they get very, very sensitive and don't always have the proper reaction. I don't know how old she was, but at any rate, um, they say, you know, first, uh, first uh, that, that the body starts breaking down or the mind starts breaking down and the older you get, and we don't know who she had. And so I, I really do hope we can pray for her and that she hears this radio show or sees you on Facebook tonight because she should be local since she was in a – were you local? Were you in town? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, I, pray I, don't even God, I pray that God puts her in touch with this radio show tonight so she can maybe call in. Call her, call in if that's you out there and, and talk to us. I, that would be so wonderful. That would be wonderful because, I mean, I don't even know. And you're right. When people when people start to get older, and, and, and I'm starting to see this, one, the Bible says, once an adult, twice a child, because I think I'm starting to see people revert back to, well, in some cases, not all, because Holly, I know you will correct me. Um, In most cases, people show you who they were as a child when they start getting older. They become, if they were an honorary child, when they start getting older, they get just like they were when they was a kid. Would you not agree? I do, and I see that uh, the sensitivity of of the older generation gets more and more. My grandmother was so sensitive, and my dad, oh, my goodness, eggshells. You just had to walk on eggshells. You didn't know how they would react, and it didn't reflect. To me, it didn't reflect the parents that I knew, but like you said, I didn't know them as a child. So, um, you know, it, it, it could be, and it could be that woman was just ornery. You know, she might not have even had a good excuse. And I don't see, honestly, how anybody, I see your face, pretty face tonight, and I couldn't act that way to you if I didn't know you. So I, I don't know where she was coming from, oh, no. but um, hopefully hopefully that mask doesn't become just a mask for her, and hopefully she she inhales that Jesus, you know, because uh, all of us probably can learn from this in one way or another. And you, and you know, Holly, I, I pray that, that whatever it was that had her in such a uproar about me. But see, you know, I thought the same thing. So I you know, I did scurry on past her after I got to giving this woman who was older than me my little version of a polite lecture. But let me tell you what I do know. I sat back and I watched I said, Well maybe 'cause I have a I have a propensity to be 
uh, a little busybody or nosy or something or, or, or something. I don't know what's going on, but it just makes people just not, not want to be bothered with me for some reason. So I sat back and I watched from another hour over for a few minutes to see how she was going to react when someone else came past her without a mask. How did she, she didn't react. react. Oh. So maybe it was just maybe I started her, or maybe I I don't know what was going on with 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 Miss Elsa. I'm gonna call her Miss Elsa <laughs> because she, you know, I I don't know what was going on with Miss Elsa, but I didn't appreciate the COVID nineteen Christian that she showed me she was. And I want people to know. Do you know what COVID? Okay, COVID. Holly, you looked it up. What it stands for, but. You want to tell people what COVID stands for, the C-O-V-I-D? Well, it actually stands for coronavirus dated 2019. That's when it first became, they became aware of it. And I guess it was, uh, I guess it started in China. That's what the rumors say. So it was in 2019 that it became this particular strain of coronavirus. Coronavirus dated 2019 but they left off the 2000. It's just 19. But you said okay. that that the 19 has a biblical meaning. And tell us what that was. Now, I did my research on the number 19 because every number has a biblical meaning behind it, at least the ones that I look up. And 19 stands for faith. Now, it's ironic that they would, it would happen in 2019. And 19 stands for faith. So right. I am sitting here saying to myself, Dorothy, in these peerless times, your faith has to be bigger than your fear. Because if yeah. not, you're going to stare crazy. But we've got people losing their mind because they're sitting in the house, afraid to come out, but they're going stare crazy. Now, you are allowing fear to cause you to die earlier than necessary. Because if you are an outdoors person and you're stuck in the house, you can't get out. Then your nerves are going to be going all kinds of directions. Your nerve, You're going to be nerved up. And that's going to cause your body to slowly deteriorate where you can't even see it's doing, doing the deterioration going on. Because Pressure is something. Stress is something. So, people, if you want to go outside, go outside, put your mask on. If that's what you got, you have to do. Put your mask on. Walk down the street. Go early enough to where ain't no, if you're that afraid, go when there's nobody out. Whatever you need to do to keep your mind healthy so your heart can stay healthy and well. Let me see. Keep your mind healthy so your body can stay well. I don't wear a mask when I go outside. Do you wear your mask outdoors? Because I can't breathe outside and when it's hot, and I don't wear a mask outside. Now, why would I wear a mask outside and I'm not in nobody's face? What, with all of God's good good air, I am, no, I need his, he, the Bible says God breathes. He breathes, he breathes in us. Why would I neglect my good oxygen out there? Why? No, I do not wear my mask. And if, and Holly, you know me. Now, you know, we've had this discussion. Now, you know, this is where you and I beg to differ. But we politely all right with it now. 
You know I'm against wearing my mask. Well, why I got to wear a mask? You got yours on. But I have to <laughs> obey the laws of the land. I understand I got to obey the laws of the land. I do get that. But I'm looking at everybody else. Why y'all worried about me? Y'all got y'all mask on. Let me spit on myself. I mean, I'm not going to And I hate to say the word spit, but, I mean, that's what it is. That's what they say we're, we're afraid of. So well, if the, you got your mask claim- on, you the claim that they make about the masks is that your mask is protecting me and my mask is protecting you. They're, they say that your mask is not protecting you. Now, I don't really understand the theory behind that, but they, they say that if I wear a mask, then I'm not breathing in your droplets, and if you wear a mask, you're less likely to breathe in my droplets. So there's the protection. It's protecting you from the other people. But, you know, we really don't know this. This is all a novel virus, and we have to have faith. Like you said, we, we can't just be coronavirus Christians. We have to be Christians all the time and have that faith bigger than that mustard seed. And I, I do totally see your point. And wherever we beg to differ, it is definitely politely and agreeable um, because you and I are both strong-willed women, and that's just the way it is. Mhm, mhm. Hey, uh, let me see, Kylie. If we got some people on the line. Hey, Chris, we have somebody on the line. Uh, yes, Coach, we do. Uh, f- for security purposes, caller, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number. So, first caller up hey. is nine. Yes. How many people are on the line? Uh, we have three so far. Well, you know, um, is there a way that we can bring all three of them on? Because I like having dialect, or would that be too much? Uh, we we can put them all on if you like. I can do whatever you want okay. me to do. Hey, everybody, that if you're on the line holding, we're getting ready to put you on so you can talk with me and Holly, and we can just have a good old conversation. All right. How you doing, Dorothy? This is a David Taylor. Well, hey, Mr. Taylor, how are you? How are you? And I, I, Mr. Mr. Taylor, we've got we I put everybody on the line together, and I just want the other callers to introduce themselves if they're there. Can you hear? Yeah. Hi, Miss Dorothy. It's, and who, it's, it's Sly Guy. Hey, how are you? Okay, and Good. and who's the third caller? Who's the third caller? Hi. This is... Oh my lord, is that Miss Firecracker? Do I have all of y'all on the line at one time? Firecracker, my guy, and Mister David Taylor. I tell you, Holly, you may not know these three, but they are they are so intelligent. They bring so much to the table. This is getting ready to be good. Well, you guys, we're all on here together, and I want us to all converse together. We got Holly, myself, we got Sly Guy, we got Mr. LaDavid Taylor, and we got Miss Firecracker herself. So, you guys, okay, we're going to start with you, Mr. Mr. LaDavid. Go ahead and tell me about me. Well, how did I deal with the situation? Well, uh, I, I want to give it a different approach. I have to get on to another call. You uh, barely caught me. Um, but if I... I want to put it like this, the okay. coronavirus Christians, and um, my God, the thing is, this thing is about God, <laughs> and I agree that it's about faith, but I think it's the other way around. 
We're looking at okay. people who are afraid of uh, standing out. This is some of the things that was spoken about, and this is not directly. Uh, this is not directed at you. This is just for us as people, as believers. And I just want to lay it out here like this: as uh, God gave it to me uh, and made it clear for me, we have a responsibility. When this COVID nineteen, whatever it is, the virus, when it came into effect, it didn't take God by surprise. It didn't take Him by surprise. It took us by surprise. And now what happens right now, when crisis hit this world, his kingdom is here. Now the enemy kingdom, he runs the earth, but God rules. And the way he rules here is through us. So when it came, what was our responsibility? Are we going to start cutting each other up and start fighting each other? Or are we going to function with the same compassion and love and the fruits of the spirit that he has been teaching us about all along? This is a season of testing of your faith. All the word that we've taken in all this time about our faith, it's not about if I'll go and face coronavirus head on, because we know, according to the Bible, that the disciples walked with Jesus and they have approached demons and couldn't cast them out. So Mm -hmm. you can walk right up in a coronavirus face and get sick and end up in a bad position because you wasn't prepared for that, because that's not what he asked you to do. He asked you to walk in his precepts, the things that he has set in place. That means that we now, as Christians, as believers, less now is not even the time for the pastors. This is not about our pastors. And everybody is beating up the pastors, upset at the pastors, because they want them to do this, and they think they should do that. This is not even about the pastors. They've been feeding us all these years. Here it is, 2019. You've been a Christian as long as you've been a Christian. Now, COVID has hit. Now, what are you going to do with this word? This is no different than them taking, they took you out to church. That's what if they took your Bibles? This is a time that we say we've been looking for to be fighters for Christ. We're going to stand. They're going to tell us, we're going to shoot you in your face if you say you believe in this God. And not only, and, and now we're afraid. We're afraid to speak. We want to fight to be in the building other than fighting to be there for people that are sick and hurting right now. This is happening for a reason. And it's not even mm-hmm. about if they're afraid that they're going to catch something because they're believers, now you get to see that you have to be there for your own people. And they're the believers. I'm not talking about relatives, cousins. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about other believers because they are not as strong as they thought they were. And now if you believe that you're strong, and when I say you, I mean people in general, if you believe that you're strong during this time, then where are your feet right now? What type of talking and loving are you doing right now? There's still kids out there that still need to eat because school is out. What preparations are you making to give some of the things that you have? Have you cleaned your closet out and got some of those old clothes and taken them to somebody that you know that may not be a big organization but a small organization of friends so those kids can have some clothes because their parents don't have any money? They're wrestling with rent right now. Are you doing any of those things? How many people are you talking to from day to day just to love on them, not to tell them what you think they should be doing? or how they should be walking during this time, but to just love on them and listen to their problems right now, or just let them come to your house because they're being beat at home. What are we doing right now? That's what this time is all about. This time is about us, faith, truth. And it's not all about laying down and praying and hoping they just fall out on the ground. No, it's about just shutting up sometime and listening to somebody. It's about, when I'm t- listen, I'm not saying this ignorantly. We just love. Love is an action. 
Love means and letting this white man that's looking at me crazy and talking to me crazy, let him get that off his chest and understanding that my battle is not against flesh and blood. These people that are called themselves attacking me during this time, this crisis in, 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 the, in America right now or this world right now, it's, not, it's still not about me and him. Is there's a spirit that's behind that. So how do I need to position myself? I challenge everyone to read Proverbs 15, the whole chapter. It's about my words. It's about my tongue. Because it's important that I look like Christ and not like me and my selfishness. Because I don't want to deal with people. I don't want nobody talking to me any kind of way. But what does my God say? Son, the battle is not about you. Daughter, the battle is not about you. I'm your avenger. So I need you to humble yourself. I need you to show your strength under control. Sure, you can embarrass them. Sure, you can tell them the truth in your own little smart way. And you want them to receive me like that? How about just praying, even if it's silently, and watch the power of my Holy Spirit? Because my hands, the touch of my hands, or the spit from my mouth, or the oil that I grab, the anointing is in God, not in anything that I do. At this point, we have to learn to trust the power of the Holy Spirit. What are we doing right now? What are we doing right now? We can't judge each other. Right now, we need to be there for each other. And just like uh, uh, the uh, other caller said earlier, judge not unless you be judged. The, the, the other part to that scripture is by the same measure. People will misjudge your actions. People will misjudge the way what you're saying. Because you're an outgoing person. And just being an outgoing person, you will offend people because they don't know you. Not because you're bad, because they don't know you. And you're outspoken. So you project your personality in other people's life and hope they get it. Some of them don't get it because they're not where you are. That's not their fault. They have their own journey. But as a believer in Christ, it's your responsibility, our responsibility, to be wise in how we approach people. And sometimes we don't want to think. See, we have to practice critical thinking in this thing called faith. We don't want to think of a way to approach a fool because sometimes we have to approach them. We have to help fools because at some point in your life, you was that fool, and God still sent his people to help you during that time. That's how serious this thing is right now. This is about us. This is about believers loving each other. This is about believers being there for other believers that are not as strong. Jesus, if Jesus Christ and God said, strengthen those, those feeble knees, those, those limp, limp hands, he said, strengthen them. Why are we not remembering that? That means they profess Christianity, but they may not look like what they need to. Because we still got babies out here that the church shut down, and now they're looking for an outlet. How many people that are listening to this call is a part of not Sunday service, not Bible study, but any kind of just private ministry on Zoom, on your phone, just talking to people inside their homes, just to have a good time and talk and hear what they got to say, what's going on with them. Give them an opportunity to share what's on their heart. How many people are doing that right now? Or are you closed up in your home and just focused about your family and what you guys got going on and just protecting yourself? Now is a time for personal evaluation. And with that, I digress. Digress. Okay. Now, uh, before you go real quickly, 
what would you say to someone who's in a situation who's trying to, like the situation I was in, I was very kind to her. In spite of how she treated me, I still had to maintain and know that she's, uh, know that God is watching me. Although, you know, she still wouldn't say anything to me and she still treated me like nothing, but I still walked away with a smile and still said, you know, be blessed, my sister. Now, when we read, when we say Matthew 1, judge not lest you be judged. Now, if you, you know, uh, we did uh, by the same measure, but if you drop on down to verse 5, it does say when you've got the plank out your own eye, then it is okay for you to get the plank out your brother's eye. So we, 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 we need to understand that what, what as we, like you're saying, as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are not to judge you, but we are to be our brother's keeper, our sister's keeper. When we see someone that's saying that they love Christ and you walk around representing Jesus, and I, I'm not judging you. I'm just, I'm just making you aware that perhaps you don't know what's going on. You don't see how other people see you. You don't even see how I'm viewing you. And I'm still being kind to you, but you're being mean to me for no reason. Mm-hmm. So how, and how I like- does a a believer handle that? How do you handle that? You do like I did, shake the dust from your feet and move on? I like I like what um, the lady, uh, you were talking, your friend, your close friend, I'm sorry, forgive me, I don't remember Holly. your name, but I like Holly. Holly. I like the way Holly put it when she said you don't know the situation that that lady was going through. Sometimes we don't look far enough as believers. Because you looked at a mask on her face that said Jesus and automatically gave her a title of she was a believer. And that's not the case. Jay-Z got, uh, uh, not Jay-Z, but some of these rappers that's cussing and doing all this other stuff, and they say Jesus, you know, is my Lord. Are you embracing them as well and having a conversation with them about their life because of what they said or something that they wear? We got to be careful not to identify people as believers just because of what we see, because Christ gave us a demand or command that they will know us by our fruit. You haven't had a chance to see her fruit. And even if you can catch me on a day where something is wrong with me and I can't control my action, and you can say that I'm not a man of God. When you just don't know, I'm really trying to gain control. This white guy just spit on my son. And I'm angry about it, and I don't know what to do. That's the human side of me. But you'll see that side of me being aggressive and, and really yelling right now while I'm trying to get my said, man, he's supposed to be a man of God. I've seen that Christian bumper sticker on it, on his car. We have to be careful of the little information that we have. And sometimes I know it's hard, but the fact of the matter is, you said it. Sometimes you have to shake the dust off your feet and say, God, be with them. Because that's bigger than you can handle right now. Every situation ain't for you to talk into. Some situations are you for, for you to say a prayer for. Some situations you have to walk in. Because sometimes we have, a, we have a bad habit of feeling like we have to do something or what we're used to doing. And a lot of times that's talking or trying to give them a good word. When sometimes we just, I apologize. I apologize if I startled you. God bless you. And walk on. Now, you can put a guilt trip on yourself and say, well, that could have been something. You can do that's a guilt trip on yourself, but sometimes you just have to be wise and push forward. And as far as taking a plank, you have to have a relationship with somebody to know if you can do some things. And at that point, that relationship hadn't been established, not with that person at and, all. And, and so we, and we just, yeah, we just have to be, huh? 
you said something that kind of that kind of resonated in my spirit. You 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 said that um, we're not to judge one. Well, she has on the Jesus I love Jesus mask. So I I mean I I'm only I can't judge if she don't love Jesus. I'm not even saying she was no Christian at that point, but I'm just saying that sometimes we as believers have to be mindful, as you said, to control ourselves and to still conduct ourselves like the person that we represent. So if you're wearing something to say Jesus, now you that we got Christians all day long, and that's why I'm saying the COVID-19 Christians, because I see more of the more people using profanity and saying they love God and doing all kinds of things. Now it's wide open. They're wide open with the disrespect for God's name, and then they're using, you know, they're just disrespectful. I, I mean, Christians are. The ones, the, and, and I'm not saying they're not believers, but everybody has an excuse for their behavior. At some point, when are you going to stop excusing ridiculous behavior as believers? Well, the only thing that we have is what the word says. Is he says, uh, you don't belong to me. He has scriptures that tells, tells us when we don't belong to him. And that's up to them. We can't fix people. God does the fixing. All we do is talk, be there for him, be a comforter, just like he was when we were in our sin. We thought we knew Jesus many times, and come to find out, he's like, look, you say you know me, you don't even talk to me. How many of you been in that position? You don't even talk to me. You get up, and yeah, you'll read your Bible and this and that, but how many times have you stopped to even listen to me, but you say you love me? There's some things I want to say to you. There's some things I need to tell you, but you don't even listen to me. You've uh, come into the faith and start practicing religion. These are things that you've seen people do every day, and yes, it feels good, and it has become a thing about you, what makes you feel good, but you haven't talked to me. This thing is a process, and people are walking it out every day. And when you read in the New Testament, you'll see the disciples talk to, to uh, 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 nations of people saying, you know, you still look like you belong to the world. But he strictly said, you're God. But you're babes because you still have not learned right from wrong. That's where relationship building comes in. You have to build relationship with these people so you can understand where they are. And you can help them because some of them are yours, but they still look like the world because they haven't. They're still babes. And they have to be taught. They have to be taught. And until then, they're going to toddle around and bump into things and do crazy stuff and don't look like God's child until we show up and we take them in and we nurture them. But sometimes you have to just walk away. And the scary part yeah. is that, and I'm going to share this because i got to go to college at 7, but I just went through a situation where I watched some family members, people being rude, and um, they spoke out about it. And it got a little heated, and then it was over. My testimony is God has brought me to a, a special place right now after doing almost 20 years in prison. I can't afford to do that type of stuff. And because of that, God has shown me wisdom in that. So a person get in front of you, a person just cut in front of you in the car or whatever, do you really have to say something? Is it really that important that you have to view your opinion? What does Proverbs say? Only a fool have to vent everything that they feel. Them people need prayer. 
They need help. But we want to try to get them right by what we say. They've been fools for 40, 50 years. What makes you think something you got to say is going to change them from being a fool? Wow. But it hurt me. That makes that a lot of sense. Some people believe they have to correct people. They got to do this, and they don't know how many people are in our justice system right now because that exact thing happened, and you can't control the reactions of a person when they think you're about to do something. And then they end up hurting people, something they never end up happening, and then justice don't always turn in their favor. And now your whole life is taken away from you, all because you had to say something about somebody being who they are, a dog being a dog and a snake being a snake. Identify who they are, understanding who they are, and then you can push forward. You won't be mad about it. I love you guys. That is some wisdom. So basically, one thing that you can say to me, and I take away from what all you said, is sometimes you don't have to say anything. Once I got around, I didn't have to say anything else. But I do understand that I, I, I was very kind to her in of how she was with me. And um, I prayed, I prayed that something I said made a difference in her life. And if it didn't, I, I mean, there's nothing I can do about that. But one thing I can say, I kept the love of Christ in me, regardless, because I did not, first of all, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to disrespect my elders, period. Uh-huh. I'm not, not going to do that, because that takes do that. I say, trust God. Trust God, woman of God. You've got to trust God because one thing you can't do is unfaith. And they can't unheard what you said. And you don't know how often people sit at their homes and think about stuff people said weeks ago because the seed that you planted was God. It don't Amen. go out void. Remember that, woman of God, when you speak. It doesn't mm-hmm. go back void. So walk away knowing God is going to do whatever he's huh. going to do with the word that you said. That's it. And just walk away. And, and they think and about it. all that. coming off. Don't worry. You know what? That's we the hard to get it clean. something to her is because I wanted, I wanted her to hear, hear something that maybe would resonate in her spirit later. Because you're walking around already with an oxygen tank. And I felt as though it was my duty as my sister's keeper to shed some light on how she presented herself. And it wasn't that serious. And I would have helped her more than harmed her. I will help you before I will harm you. But maybe she didn't want no help. I don't know. Whatever. I just went on about my business. I said what I had to say. And I smiled and went on my merry way. But you are absolutely right. One thing I've learned is you better be concerned with everything that you see and discern everything that you hear. You have to. So that's why I only only reason I said something to her is because I had to get around her, first of all. But then once I did get around her, I could have kept going, but the Holy Spirit was like, no, you're going to talk to her. You're not going to walk away from someone who wants you to walk away. And that's what I felt. She wanted to stay in a state of anger or whatever she wants to do. I was like, oh, she done just got too hyper and she needs to calm herself down because she's going to give herself a heart attack. I'm here to help you, honey. I'm not going to harm you. Basically the attitude that I have. But I do take your advice and I will, will always keep in mind, you don't have to say something all the time. You can just walk away. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. 
Thank you so much, David. That was I awesome. I love you guys. Awesome. You guys, take it easy. I love you guys, and I hope to talk to you guys again. You right, will. Enjoyed it very you know. much. All right. Okay. Okay, Sly Guy, I know you there. What do you have to say? <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> I have been taking so many notes. You know I'm a note taker. Uh, we know. We know. You, do, wait a minute. First of all, before you're going to talk about your notes, do you have your notes, Sly Guy? Do you have them right there in front of you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right. Well, we good to go today, dude. Let's come, hey, come on. So, come on with your notes then. No, no. The one thing I, the, the first thing I wrote down was that's God shaking it up, <laughs> and that um, uh, I'm not only tired of the COVID nineteen Christians, and then I added my little commentary, and I'm like, I'm just tired of Christians in general with hate in their hearts. Wow. And um, so then I wrote down a couple of different passages that. Um, you and your other guests have have uh, mentioned that I, I I'm not familiar with, so I'm going to look those up. But um, uh, th- there's been so many different uh, talked about. And it's, I'm like I'm like trying to formulate my ideas here. But um, when the full COVID thing started, you know, back in February, March, whatever, um, mm-hmm. I I had gone to Walmart. You know, I was in my mask and gloves and this and that. You know, you know, you know, I looked like a stormtrooper coming in there or whatever. And and um, (laughs) so there, there was. I I I was minding my own business. I'm in the chip aisle. I'm looking for Doritos or whatever. And this mother and daughter come by, and the the daughter, and I I looked, you know, and of course everybody's judgmental and whatever. So there's this young daughter coming down. I'm like, Oh no, here we go. She comes past me and she coughs. And Uh-oh. I didn't say, I didn't say anything. Neither one of them were in masks or anything like that. Cause this was like the, on the early stages of it. And, um, so then, uh, I turned down the next aisle. There they were. So then the daughter has to come walking past me again, and the mother snarkily says, well, don't cough by him. And I, I looked at her, I looked at the mother, and I was, like, I, was like, well, I was like, well, maybe you should get her a cough drop. And she, she looks at me, and she's, she's like, what? And I, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, because she just coughed by me again. And she's like, the mother, she's like, she's like well. I'm a healthcare professional and blip, 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 blip. and she's like then <laughs> she's like she's like you should just stay home. I'm like, well then you should too. <laughs> exactly. Well you were you were in you were in what you were supposed to be in and you were in your PPE according to what they had specified at that point in time. And you're saying they were okay. not in there that the daughter didn't have a mask on or anything. She was coughing on people. Yeah, yeah, pur- purposely. And, and so the mother the mother actually told me, she's like, oh, well, she, she did that because she thought it was funny because you were in a mask and gloves. Oh, wow. And I'm like, and I'm like what is funny about that? <laughs> so, well, I think anyway, it's, the right it's, 
Because I, I mean, for her mother to boldly tell you that she did that purposely and think it's funny and fearful, I, I pray that that little child is not still doing that and the mother is not condoning that kind of behavior. And the mother is a healthcare professional. Don't forget that part, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, and, and you know, of course, I was so dumbfounded by what happened. I, I could, you know, once I got home, I started thinking of all these responses I could have had, and, and I was just like, oh, well, you know, what, what a role model you are for your daughter, you know, and it's just like, you know, you're a healthcare professional, you know, and. I mean, granted, I live in Nebraska. Our cases aren't as bad as other areas, but still, we have cases here, you know. And it's just, it's it's like, what, what are you what are you teaching your daughter here? You know, it, it just it's dumbfounded me. Right, I'm certain that would dumbfound anybody. Well, so then, well, we we thank you for being so courteous and. Um, to that individual and, and waiting until you got home to think about it because I'm sure once you got home and thought about it, you would like the nerve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I might well, have been arrested. So kind about someone deliberately coughing on you thinking it's a joke. And let's just pray that that little girl is still not doing that and that mother who's in the healthcare profession understands the severity of having your daughter cough on people thinking it's a joke. I pray that she hasn't gotten what would happen to her if she runs into the right person and calls on them purposely. Thank God she got you, and it's not where it is now. So I'm sure I'm praying that she's settled down. Well, Sly Guy, I sure do appreciate you for calling me in. Thank you, darling. And I no, hope to get to you. No, I, and I let me say, say I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I, I was just no, going to say, I tried to listen. I, I was just going to say, I tried to listen as often as I, as often as I can, because I just so enjoy your show and the various topics and the various people on there and, you know, and their viewpoints and stuff. So it, it's, it's very refreshing. And so thank you. Thank oh, you so much. Thank you. And, and something you said that, uh, will, that resonated in my, in my spirit, you said, never mind the COVID-19 Christians. You said the Christians with malice in their hearts, period. Now that sits well. And I agree with you. If you're going to yeah. be surprised, be surprised. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you, darling. Okay, yeah. let's see who. Oh, Miss Firecracker, Miss Firecracker, Miss Firecracker. I know you're going to correct me on something. Yeah. Well, you... uh, good afternoon, everybody. That's in the sound of my voice. <laughs> I uh, have have been listening and I've heard some things that I agree with. I've heard some things that I don't agree with. So, and I'm not going to touch any of that stuff. What I am going to say is... is, Hold on, Miss Firecracker. That's what you're here for. You can be free to speak because we can agree to disagree on this. This is what the reality coach is all about, letting people give their real opinions because I'm tired of people and sweeping their emotions and feelings underneath the rug. We're not going to be offended at all because you have a right to your opinion and you don't know who are the people. Is there are other people okay. that feel 
what you do. And especially if you're talking about me, but wait a minute, honey, I will get mad now. I'm telling you right now, I'll lay Jesus down and come back and get no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I I don't really know what a COVID-19 Christian would be. I'm kind of like a fly guy. The only, I know some Christians. I know some Christians that I know are Christians because I know them. And the word said that uh, you're known by the fruit that you bear. And we should not and cannot determine who is a Christian otherwise. If you don't know a person, they can be carrying a Bible. They could be praying out loud. They can have on the couch that say, I love Jesus. That does not mean anything to me because we can only judge people by their character, how they carry themselves. Uh, You know them from church. You know that they love the Lord because they have a loving, kind spirit. They have a helpful spirit. They always giving, and they try to sin not. You don't know. They don't openly sin where that you can see and judge them. And before I go on with that, even a Christian, I am a Christian because I love the Lord. I try to learn his word, and I try to apply it to my life. But if you don't know me and you catch me at a time where I'm upset or if you make me angry, you may not think that I am a Christian. Because Christian don't mean perfect. So, yes, since I've been a Christian, have I cursed somebody out? I sure have. Did I repent afterward later? Yes. I may never got a chance to apologize to that person. and But I did repent and ask for forgiveness. There are a lot of things that I do still that a Christian should not say or do, but we are not. No one's perfect. No one is perfect. And you can only be the best Christian that you can be. And we are all at different places in our walk. As Mr. Davis, I believe, said, every Christian is at a different place in their lives. Um, we, it's a personal journey. It's a personal walk. And it says that the weak should bear the, I mean, the strong should bear the infirmities of the weak. There's a reason that God's word says that, because there are baby Christians, as we want to call them. They may be strong in one area and weak in another. We all have strengths, and we all have weaknesses. We all have gifts, and we all have talents. So we are so very much uh, different. But even if you see a Christian acting in a, what you think is an unchristian-like manner, if we... We do have to be careful, and we say that we don't judge, that we correct. You should only, as he said, if you don't know a person very, very well, just because you know them to be a Christian doesn't mean that you can open your mouth and tell them about their unchristian-like behavior. You have to know that person and have a good enough relationship with them that you can pull them to the side and they receive what you are saying. We think that we should be able to say it, and if they're a Christian, they shouldn't hear me. 
But in reality, it's just not, that's not how it works. Okay. Let me, let me pause you right there. Let me, let me say this, because this is something that I think that people may, well, let me say for me, there, that, for me, that is the problem now we're having. It used to be where if you said you serve Christ, you were, you didn't, if you, you walked around with a Bible, it's not for me to say that you're not reading that Bible. I don't know you well enough, but I know what you say you're carrying right there. I know what you're saying on your face. I know what you, I know what you're saying. I can't say you're not a believer. All I can do is tell you, uh, agree with what you're doing. So my thing is, is I believe for me at this point in time, we got to be willing to call a dot a dot. And we got to keep each other. Sometimes we don't know that we out of, we don't even know. Because your mind may be, you know, sometimes you can have someone, for me, I have actually sat and heard someone speaking to me. I can see them talking, but my mind is so far off. And I don't, I, they've said a whole sentence. And the first thing I say is, what did you just say? I make, they have to repeat themselves to me. So I'm just saying, we as believers, We've got to start doing something different because I remember back in the day when I was a little girl, there were certain things that you could not do in God's house, but now everybody's doing it in God's house. Everybody doing any and everything. You can't tell the world from the church now. Somebody got to stand up. Now is the time. It is not time for us to keep walking past people that are saying that they represent Christ. If you wear it, I'm going to believe you represent Christ. And then when I see that you're not, then I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do as a Christian and season my tongue with grace and, and do it in love. When you're correcting your brother, you do it in love, and no harm will come to you if you're doing it in love. So if God tells you to do something, you have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and that is the problem. For me, I see too many of God's people saying, that's not my business. That's not me. I'm not going to judge. I can't do this. I, somebody got to stand and take a role. If you saying you my brother and my sister in Christ, I don't care if you don't say. If you're wearing a Bible, if you're told the Bible and wearing something on your head that represents the same God that I serve, I'm going to assume that you are a believer like me because you put it on. Now, once I see that you are not, I'm not getting ready to wrestle with Satan because guess what? You don't have to argue the word of God. You don't. So that's all I'm saying. We as believers, we got to get it. We're going to have to do something. I don't know the answer, but we cannot just keep letting people walk by doing stuff that we know is not of the God that we serve. But if you're telling them in love. Now, only if the Lord leads you. I do get what y'all are saying. If you feel comfortable enough, you better do something in love, and you better know that God is in the midst of it. If not, like they say, those demons will jump off of them and jump on you. So I get what you're saying, but I pray that people of God start holding people more accountable. And not that I'm judging. It's just you're saying you serve the same father that I serve. We supposed to be one. No, I don't know you, but I know I see what's on your face. I see what's, what you're talking in your arms. So I'm not going to sit there and say you're not a Christian. How, who am I to say that? I can't say that. All I can do is believe that you are. And then once I talk to you and I see your actions, then I'm going to know who you really serving and who you're not serving. That's all I'm saying. And and I get that, and I can even understand that. But uh-huh. very in the times that we live in, 
I refrain from really saying anything to a stranger that's acting up. Now, as I said, if it's somebody I'm familiar with and it's out of character, I may or may not say something at that moment because sometimes, as I said, we are not perfect. And sometimes life situations will cause us to act out of character. That's why God says, how um, how many times will God should you forgive your brother and how many times will you forgive us? And sometimes that moment is not the time. Sometimes we just may be saying stuff at the wrong time. Sometimes you have to wait and approach a person at a time. Because when somebody's angry or they're hurt or they got extenuating circumstances causing them to act unchristian-like, that just may not be the time. It may be at all. Well... I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with you and then disagree at the same time because I'm sorry I'm so tired of God's people making excuses for their behaviors I don't even understand it I don't and I'm sorry I'm not saying I'm perfect by no means I do stuff but let me tell you when God has put somebody in front of me to correct me when you know when you have been when you as Romans 12 and 1 says, be ye therefore transformed by the renewing of your mind. When God has gotten in you, you know when it's the voice of the Lord talking to you. You're going to halt and you're going to yield. You, may, you can be as mad as you want to be, but when it's the voice of the Lord speaking to you, and Holly can attest to this, there's been some times when I've been on my soapbox and, and saying what I'm saying, and she will correct me in love, and I'll go back and I'll say, in the middle of my, in the middle of my rant, I will stop and say, mm. Okay, Lord, oh, ouch. You sure are right. You sure are right. Thank you for that. And but thank you for are, that. There are a bunch of people, Christian I can't hear you. or not. No. I, there are a bunch of people, Christian or not, they're not at the place where they can be corrected. Everybody is not at a place where they're going to receive corrections from anybody. Probably would have to you missed you, miss, you missed the key word. I said, when you know the voice of the Lord, when you know, I'm, I, and I get what you're saying. I understand that there are seasoned and there are babes in Christ, and I get that, and I hear you. That's what you're saying to me, right? You're saying the when you exactly. exactly okay okay got you got you okay go ahead okay I just want to make sure okay go ahead. That's all I'm saying. Uh, for instance, like uh, we. We run a lot of people when church was going from church. Say, for instance, I've been going to church all my life. I've been at this church 20 years. If I come with a short dress on or half naked, somebody better say something to me. But now, if, if somebody just joined church last Sunday, it might not be that you need to say something to that person. They just joined church. Give them a test, look around, see what everybody else is wearing or, or whatever. Do some learning. So that's all I'm saying. Sometimes you have to look at the person and the circumstances. Sometimes now, that's all I'm saying. But you should know if God tells you, if you feel like that you know when God's telling you to say something to somebody, that only you know. And you mm-hmm. don't have to defend what you're doing, that you're saying, that the Holy Spirit told you to do. Or that God told you to do. You don't have to defend that. But what's for you may just be for you. It might not be 
for everybody else. You you got me? Oh, I, I hear you. Now, let me say this to what you just said. I'm sorry. If you coming up in there in a short dress in the church house, you're going to get that polyester robe. I'm sorry. You're going to get that polyester robe. You, sugar, we love you. Thank you for coming. I'm going to give you a hug. But, honey, let me just tell you, sweetie, you're going to get that handkerchief. Or that matter of fact, they got handkerchiefs now. They got blankets. So I'm sorry. That's what's wrong to, for me. If you, if I am in a church and I'm a woman that, that, that knows uh, appropriate behavior, because I know everybody ain't there for Christ, and I'm not going to let Satan just come up in God's house and do what he want to do. No, he ain't getting ready to do that. Saves or no saves. Now, look, now, you know if you're coming up in that church house with that dress too short. I, no, ma'am. Oh, sweetie, that's such a cute dress. But, but, but you know, let me put something over. I'm going to find a way to tell you. Now, you can get mad or whatever. I, th- th- there's, got to be, there's got to be some type of line drawn in the sand. And I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, God, forgive me. But I'm telling you, God will tell you, you'll know. You'll know anyway when somebody comes in there for the right reason or the wrong reason. You'll know whether or not you can even approach that person. You right. You will know. You will know. You right. Dorothy. And some people are are unapproachable. I have seen an older woman go to somebody and without even saying anything to that person, just go and drop something over their lap, and they took it and balled it up and threw it at her. So. And it's not how you I felt like somebody. the lady was out of place. I felt like she was out of place. She had no, it wasn't her place to go and approach this visitor. She hadn't even joined church. She was only a visitor. So I felt well, like she well, was out of place. Well, needless to say, the young lady never came back. So we have to be careful as well what we do. Sometimes people in church are so heavenly bound that they know earthly good. Yeah, I think so that I'm, was kind of just to put something over somebody, not even explain it to them. You know, you before you before you correct people, I've learned before you correct people, you kind of have to do like Paul does. Paul is one of the best correctors in in in, in the Bible. He before he cuts you with the word, he's going to say, "Dearly beloved, my dear brothers and sisters." He's going to always soften what he's going to tell you. And then he sees it. Not only does he soften it, but then he turns around and he seasons it with grace. So at some point, we as believers and as Christians, we've got to, we've got to sometimes take on some of Paul's, uh, Paul's methodology and, and his technique uh-huh. in the way that we approach people. I do and agree. I mean, I'm, mad at Paul service, so. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I agree with I agree with you. Yes, there is there should be correction, but it was doing the service, so she caused more harm. Absolutely. Than that than to, good. To me, when somebody does that, it's almost like she went on her own trying to be overzealous. Or, or well, to to me, if you going up to somebody that's already in service and you haven't even said hello, good morning, beautiful, it's good to see you here, sister. Oh, thank you for coming. Do you mind if we play something over your lap? Because, you know, we, we exactly. it, 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 it's anything. That's all I'm you saying. You just can go yes. somebody and do there something is, like that. There is a way and a time. Right. Even in the right. house for it, there is. May I say something? I was getting ready to ask you, Holly, what do you have to say? I want to thank Firecracker for taking me back to church. 
because I, I'm I'm almost laughing and almost thinking that I better make sure I remember to pray about this tonight because about 20 years ago I went and visited a black church for not the first time but the first time in my adult life and I went to Ibach I went and visited the Ricky Rush when they were on Butner when they were just a little bitty church on Butner and I wore a dress I wore a dress that was way too short. And I'm looking back, and when and when she said she didn't come back, I went, oh, gosh, I hope she wasn't talking about me. But I did go back one more time. <laughs> I did go back one more time. And I'm going to tell you, Ricky Rush, Reverend Ricky Rush, he, he welcomed me, and he called me out. But he didn't call me out because of my dress, because when I stood up, it wasn't all that short, but it was way too short for church. And I'm ashamed of it now. I'm looking back at that thinking, what was I thinking? I don't know what I was thinking, and I would never do it again. But I'm so glad that nobody judged me for that. Or if they did, they did it privately. Because I I did go back, and I'm certain when I went back, I didn't wear a short dress. Um, Exactly. I had just, it was the dressiest dress I had, and I had seen that. I had always been told that black ladies would would spend all day Saturday in the beauty shop to dress up for church on Sunday, and I thought, well, now I got to dress up. I can't be wearing. They told me I could wear anything I wanted, but I knew that was a lie. So I wanted to dress up, and I got I went in wearing my my dressiest dress, but it was way too short. And I look back thinking, how in the world did all those people, every one of them, acted like a Christian and did not? say anything to me and and they probably should have said excuse me but the robes are in the back <laughs> so i just want to thank you firecracker for saying that right. ask you this let me ask you this holly so if someone would have came up to you and, and said it in a nice calm manner we want you to be okay let me let me let me just be let me role play here so we can try to get a i can get an understanding so if i okay say for instance you're in there and this is the best that you've had Oh, you look so beautiful today. Do you mind if I give, you know, because the Holy Spirit really moves in here. And, honey, sometimes we get to jumping and shouting, and you look so pretty. And your dress, you know, it's a, it's a, it's beautiful, but it's a little short. Do you mind if I give you something just in case the Holy Spirit hits you? Do you mind if I give you something to try to cover yourself just in case? Would you have been offended by that? I probably would not have been offended, but I might have been embarrassed, and I might not have come back. But I might have, I, I would have said sure and taken it. I wouldn't have thrown it back or anything. And I might have used it. My 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 top was very well covered. It was not low cut, or it was a little low cut. Right. But it wasn't the top. I had a jacket on over it. It was just too short. So right. I probably would have taken it and laid it over my lap and been perfectly okay with that, realizing that when I sat down, that dress was really short. It wasn't the problem you, when I stood up. It was when I sat down. So would you? So what I'm saying is, it's all in how someone says something to you, sure, uh, yes. or how you approach yes. someone, the methodology in which you use. And I'm not saying that that's. I was just giving a hypothetically speaking. I probably would say if you if you feel like you need to use it, use it or whatever. If you don't, that's fine. But just right. in case the whole thing gets, I would have. You know, that's that's just the way that I try to approach people and and make people feel comfortable. But I would have did it. I wouldn't have did it in front of everybody. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and if that was the case, and absolutely. And But most likely, if someone would have done that to me, I probably would have been so embarrassed that I didn't go back a second time. I did go back a second time realizing that I didn't need to wear that short dress. I honestly don't know a good reason why I wore that short dress now that I'm thinking about it. But um, because I did stand out. 
I did stand out. I am as um, I'm the wider shade of pale of it that anyone's ever seen. And I, but I enjoyed myself, and I was really thankful, especially tonight. I'm really thankful that nobody did say anything because I did go back, and I probably wouldn't have gone back had somebody said something. Just because I would have been embarrassed with myself, not at them. I wouldn't have been mad at anybody. I would have deserved it. But I probably right. wouldn't have gone back. Well, that just goes to show that. Firecracker is correct that you just have yes. to you just have to know you have to know who you're talking to and you gotta be spirit led. You just can't go and mm-hmm. approach somebody and be spirit led. So what firecracker would happen in this case, the woman just went the woman was sitting down and she just came and put it over her lap, didn't say anything to her. And even sometime when you have the best intentions, you know, we're we we don't always listen to what the Holy Spirit say and Especially older, and I hate to say it because I'm 67. I'm, you know, I'm old myself. But we've been in the church in church a long time, and you know, we used to teaching classes and talking to young girls. We we think that we have a, a we don't listen to what the Holy Spirit says. We be going off of what experience. That's just too short. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell her. Sometimes people, that girl may have never been to church, might have borrowed that dress. She don't know. Something could have happened mm-hmm. and made her come at the last minute. Sometimes you just have to leave people alone, visitors especially. Hmm. Just leave them alone. And that is so That is so true because in my own church about 25 years ago, um, my, do- my daughter, we went to the country church in Mesquite, and it had a complete open come-as-you-are-however-you-want dress. And I, I had a daughter who insisted one day on wearing Daisy Duke shorts to church. I was not <laughs> having it. I was not having it, and I was ready to, you know, miss church or, or or break out the rod. But I had a husband that I'm no longer married to who defended the child and said she can wear it. He let her go to church looking like that, and I was so ashamed. And nobody right. said a word to her. And nobody said a word to me. And believe me, I was so embarrassed I couldn't speak. But I was part of the music group. I had to be there. I was in the the band, the church band. So I had right. to be there, and I went, and nobody said anything to me and because I would have wanted to have run out and hid, you know, because it was that embarrassing. So these things are such good things to talk about. I just want to say one more okay. time. Do- Dorothy, my grandmother's name was also Dorothy. And uh, this year she has been – Gone to glory for 10 years now. She was 90 years old uh, when she, nine, she was 90 or 91 when she passed. But she told me, if you will read Proverbs, you will never need a psychiatrist. And when when I heard David say, read Proverbs, read all of it, I heard my grandmother talking to me, and I heard God talking to me through him. He said, if we would read Proverbs, we would never need a psychiatrist. So I'm going to go to bed tonight reading Proverbs, hoping that I can make better sense out of all the behaviors we're seeing right now and and try to just uh, not take it personally and let it go. I, I have a mm-hmm. lady in my church right now whose um, cousin, close cousin, is a Mesquite firefighter, and he was one of the first people in Mesquite to contract COVID. And he was very, very sick, but he recovered. And as far as I know, went back to work. But that was one of the first scares. She is a caregiver to a 94-year-old mother. 
And recently, her brother had to be put on a ventilator, and they were almost giving him up. Like, you know, he's on a ventilator with COVID, but he has turned the corner. Uh, he's very sick, but it looks like he will recover, and the power of prayer is huge. I mean, we can never say enough about the power of prayer. He's probably going to recover, but she's overcome with fear because she's afraid she's going to bring a germ home to her 94-year-old mother. And that they've already had two family members, you know, get so sick from it. So uh, there's a there is a lot of fear, and maybe there is, maybe we all have a right to be afraid, and maybe we need more people like you, Dorothy, to tell people that we should stand on faith and rather than our fear. I certainly appreciate every word you say, whether I agree with every word you say or not. I appreciate every one of them because you're putting them out there for discussion, and we are talking about it. Some of us have agreed, some of us have disagreed, but we are doing so with love and kindness, and we're doing it in the spirit of God. So I love every one of you tonight. This has been the best show I've heard so far. And, and you know, in, in, all fairness, in, in, in all fairness, I only I only opened up my whole my whole my whole purpose for doing this is because God said that you will liberate minds in order to transform lives. It's not that I think that I'm right. It's just conversations. It's taboo topics that people are afraid to address or say anything about because everybody is like, oh, can't judge. Oh, don't do this. Well, come on now, God's people. Somebody got to do something. At least put a light on it. Now, it ain't. It may be wrong. It may be right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm not saying anyone else is wrong or right. All I'm saying is let's put a light on it and let's put it out there in the atmosphere so God can water it and grow it. He will nurse the seed is planted. God will correct anybody who needs to be corrected. He will. Once you plant that seed, let God water it. And that's all I'm doing is I'm dropping seed and praying that God will water this. And before we go, before any of you guys get off here, I got to let Chris come on because I know he got something to tell us. Chris, yeah. I know you I know you hear me and I know you hear everybody else. If you don't come on over here and say something to us. What? Hi Chris. <laughs> God, Hi, God Chris. bless God bless you. God bless you. Uh yeah, I've I've been listening and like, you know, I I'm glad that I learned how to talk to people and and you know a lot of they say a lot of east coast people have this you know have this confidence about them or they have this type of uh arrogance i'm not going to say it's arrogance uh what i am going to say is it it helps you deal with different kinds of folk and when i came to the south understanding that i was able to speak and understand different cultures how Certain things you say may offend one race and may not offend another race. Having being able to uh, be friendly to every kind of culture, that's one thing that I will never forget growing up uh, in the East Coast. And then coming into the faith and learning what God says versus what Chris says, I had a lot of work to do. And when we understand that. Our walk with Christ is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be boof and be gone and you're magically floating on clouds. No, that's not going to happen. But you have to apply what the principles of God says. 
This book of the Bible has every principle that we need to know to interact, to diffuse, to deflect everything we have in the negative sense of what we're dealing with right now. Everything's in this word. And this is and Lo David said something powerful too. We sat in church for twenty plus thirty years. We got fed and we're fat like cows, but now it's time for us to apply what we learned and we still act like we don't know nothing. Why? Because we got so confident in our knowledge we got our pockets full of cliches with no power. We've been saying that on our show. But it's we're, we're so full of cliches. We're so full of the nice verses. We're so full of sounding powerful. But see, someone's going to know who you are, and you don't even have to say that. All you got to do is smile sometimes. And something like, what? Wait, there's something different about you. You might get that, you know. I like I, I like to uh, tease my girls a lot. They give me this Shaquita look, you know, like, mm-hmm. Don't be saying hi to me or God bless you. Well, a lot of times when you do that, it's you know that's their way of saying, okay, I see you, but I wasn't expecting that, you know. And the way people respond now is different. The way we respond, like people in my age group. They res- they respond with the head nod or they say what's up or you know uh, you know with the hand you know in, in older generations they they'll say hello or how are you or hello sir and in the younger yes. generation they'll they'll just text you and say hi so yeah it, it's you know it's it, it's di- it's different ways of communication understanding who we're dealing with because especially with the uh and I, and I like the way you said this coach covid christian now there is some truth to that and i'm gonna put it out there because we have we have the christian or we have the and, and i'll put some of some of the people on the pulpit on blast too because that's what we do we that's why i'm always controversial that's why i'm always getting told off so i'm used to it but i stay contrary to what the word of god says now we do have to come to a point where we become warriors. And in this season from 19, which 19 is faith, 20 is the vision that's going to be carried out. So we're understanding now that our faith is being rebuilt for the vision coming for 2020. Now, the vision, if you hear what God is actually saying, God is preparing us. What he's doing, he is scrapping all the religious nonsense that we've learned for 20, 30 years. He's making us into new men and women of God with a boldness that we can speak sharply, just like you said, Coach, like the great Apostle Paul. He was able to speak sharply, but he didn't get anybody ready to go ham and cheese on him either. They, they sat and thought about what he said before they reacted, and that's how we have to be. We have to be able to Go into some or or, or feel or get, ha, have our spirit so sensitive to the point we call that word discerning. Well, discerning will only be activated if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, there's some people that require aggressive approaches, and with coaches' personality, that's perfect. Some people need to be told, "Look, you need to stop acting like a COVID-19 Christian. Get it together, boo, and let's keep it pushing." Some people need that, especially these knucklehead young people. That's how they need to be talked to. And other folks that are in the 
40 and up, 60 and up, sometimes they'll look at you funny like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, it, it takes all that? Well, when it comes to being a, a saint, it, it's always one of these things where whatever you say, just like with me, a lot of people don't think I'm a pastor because I just go off the hip or, or because I'm not speaking a bunch of theology and I'm giving people uh, context and also facts. But at the same time, people are learning, and people are learning that they are someone or somebody in the faith. You, everyone doesn't have to be a pastor to be powerful. You can be just somebody like Firecracker. Firecracker could be powerful just by saying what she says, whether she realizes it or not. She's, she's cutting through all, all the red tape. She's cutting through all the fake and, and fluff. And she's able to hit the type of target people that she is being, uh, that people are being led for her to preach to. Everyone has a set of people or a set of folks to preach to. I can't preach to everybody. Every generation will not understand the way I flow. That's why I, I love the fact that our family here at TPV is able to talk to every generation. We're not just stuck in one dem demographic. We could talk to the young. We could talk to the older. We could talk to the 60 and up. We could talk to the 40s. We could talk to the millennials. We could talk to the tech heads. We could talk to all of them in their language so that we can bring them Christ, period. That's what the whole thing's about, showing who Christ is. And you don't have to do backflips. You don't have to wear Christ down paraphernalia. I got Christ, Jesus Christ sneakers on. I got the Jesus Christ t-shirt and the Jesus Christ hat. I'm, am I saying anything's wrong with that? No, but you don't have to Put yourself on front street for people to realize that you walk with the king because the light's going to show. Because when you walk into a dark place, people are going to look. I don't care who you are, and I'm not talking about if you're a woman, they're going to look at your hourglass, or if you're a man, they're going to look at your six-pack. That's not what I'm talking about. They're going to see a light in you that's going to attract them to you. And when, when you speak, the spirit will agree with them, and they'll be like, wow. No wonder why I had this weird feeling to say something to you. I didn't know what to say to you, but I just wanted to say hi or, you know, you know, God bless you or how you doing. See, this, this is what God does. So, you know, since we have to be strategic, but, but in the, also we have, to, we have to be offensive and defensive. We got to know when to be offensive, and then we got to know when to de be defensive, can cut and still love all in one vein. So I'm not trying, like I said, I ain't trying to preach because there's a whole much, a whole lot more I can say in regards to this. But, but in all actuality, we have to understand who we are. Where are we? If you are a person that is bold, you have that personality where when you say something, people are going to listen and things like that. That's a great personality to have, but not everybody can receive it. Also have a personality where you only say what needs to be said at the time allowed, and it can diffuse the problem. It's nothing wrong with that either. You also can be somebody that's just a hearer, and if you can hear everything, you can absorb everything somebody's saying, and you're able to still give them love, still give them correction, and still give them direction all in the same response. So it, you have to learn the people you're around. You have to learn the environment you are in, and you have to learn the times that you are fighting. And in this time, everyone's scared, 
everyone's fearful. No one's everybody's shaking, you know, shaking to their core with COVID and stuff like that. We got pra- we got praise reports here at TVV Radio, and like I said, we don't have a lot of time to talk about it. But we had COVID scares right here in our own camp, and guess what? God protected. All of us. Why? Because of the fact that we understand who we are in Christ. Period. Amen. Yes, we have to, yes, we have to understand that the laws of the land govern us to, for us to wear masks. I get that. I'm not going to argue that fact. I'm aware of it because I have a family and I can't put, bring, put my girls at risk because I want to be a soldier and, and, and try to be all hard and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to – no, I have to use wisdom because my children are not there yet spiritually, so I have to protect them. So in the meantime, I still have to do what I have to do. But I can still be bold in my faith, even if I'm wearing a mask. I can still be bold in my faith. That mask ain't gonna stop me from talking. I'm just saying. I'm a. I, sometimes I'll blow a hole right through it because I got so much to say. And then they go, "Oh Lord, you gotta wear another mask. Your your mask is starting to tear. Well, you shouldn't have got me started." So anyway, let me digress because, like I said, I'm I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna take all the time. So. Thanks, thanks, Coach, for giving me the uh, opportunity to speak. And, ladies, as always, you do a phenomenal job uh, bringing the real issues on the table and having people from all walks of life respond and firecracker. I have a special sound effect just for you when you call. And I'm done. Amen, preacher. Thank you. <laughs> Let us hear her sound effect so she'll know. Let us hear. I, I was going to ask him, did I hear him? <laughs> When he got done, I was like, I thought I heard something when I came yeah. on the radio. Was that for me? Yep, that's your. <laughs> oh, that's oh, your wow. firecracker sound effect. There you go. <laughs> so when you call oh, and when Dorothy introduce you, the sound effect for will be for you. We will know who it is. Oh my God! So Dorothy, back to you. <laughs> Wow. Well, firecracker, firecracker. Okay, so Holly, from now on, when we introduce firecracker, we already know what sound we're going to hear, right? Whether you introduce it or I introduce it, we know we can make some power. I love it. I love it. You you are so right. I thank you so much. I thought I heard something, but I wasn't sure. So I was going to ask him, well, did I hear something or not? But thank you so much. And I so in. Enjoy what you said. You uh, kind of straightened out, well, not straightened out, just added on to some of the things that had been said. And I totally, totally agree. And that's why I told Dorothy, if the Holy Spirit tells you, then you do what the Holy Spirit tells you. Because when God tells you what to do, you don't need my approval. You don't need anybody's approval or uh, anything. And I, that's one of the things I am working on because sometimes I do doubt myself. Even though, you know, I pretty much know what the Holy Spirit is saying, I am such a outspoken, strong person that I am leaning on the side of not erring. And a lot of times I don't say what I should say. But it's better that way for me to say something that I shouldn't say. But I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it where when the Holy Spirit tell me something, I'm going to be confidently say, da 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 
but I'm not quite there yet, so I err on the on the side of carefulness. Well, Dorothy, may I say something? Go ahead, please. Because the Holy Spirit has told me, you know, every week I bring a real short Bible verse that um, I am drawn to during our show, and when David mentioned Proverbs, and then I mentioned that my my grandmother said, if you read Proverbs, you'll never need a psychiatrist. Proverbs 1, through, verses 1 through 7, and I'm just going to read it real quick. It's very short, uh, and then I'm going to add to it real quick. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. You've got three minutes left. Get I know. Going. I'll be very, I'll be very quick. The Proverbs okay. of Solomon, son of David. David being king of Israel are for attaining wisdom and discipline for understanding words of insight for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life doing what is right and just and fair for giving prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the young let the wise listen and add their learning for understanding proverbs and parables the sayings and riddles of the wise the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And I'm going to jump real quick to the same, uh, to verse 30, where it says, Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. So, therefore, I agree. I have just enjoyed hearing everyone speak tonight. And that's all I'm going to read out of Proverbs, and I'm going to keep reading it. But um, it, what we're doing right here is, is God's work. So thank you, Dorothy, for bringing this to the public. Okay, and and thank you, Holly, for always having the right verse. And, you know, before we get out of here, I want to read what God gave me. He gave me James 2. James, the first chapter, James, verses 1, 4 through 1 through four and it's out of the message bible james i am a slave of god and the master jesus writing to the 12 tribes scattered to kingdom come hello consider it a sheer gift friends when tests and challenges come at you from all sides you know that under pressure your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not de- not uh, deficit in any way. So I'm sending you five crackers. Stand out there boldly. It'll get there. It'll get there. Stand there boldly. And in times like this, our true colors are coming to the table. That's why I say COVID-19 Christians... God is showing up and showing you to the people. So if you walk around packing the Bible and got I love Jesus on you, but your tree ain't bearing the right fruit, it is what it is. I'm one that will tell you, but I am going to do it in love because I am your keeper, and you need to be my keeper. And if I do something to somebody that is not of God, please stop me. But I'm going to try not to do it, and I'm going to try to do it in love. But let me tell you, when I see somebody and I get the feeling that they're not receiving me, I shake the dust from my feet and I keep it moving. But guess what? I've left that seed there, and God's going to water it because I did it in love for my sister or my brother in Christ. Hey, you guys, I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. I want to thank everybody that came on the day. The fly guy, firecracker, Holly, as always. Um, uh, Pastor Chris, thank you so much. 
can you close us out with the song and you can just hit me a little bit, the reality coach. I'm walking in authority. I'm living in holy boldness. Uh, you might as well get used to me. Get used to me because I'm going to be here. And get used to Holly and get used to Bye, y'all. Be blessed. <laughs> I'm walking in authority. Living life without apology. It's not wrong, dear. I belong here. So you might as well get used to me.
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.